بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله أما بعد عن أبي أيوب رضي الله عنه قال جاء رجل إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله علمني وأوجز قال إذا قمت في صلاتك فصلي صلاة مودع ولا تكلم بكلام تعتذر منه وأجمع اليأس عما في أيدي الناس أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام رواه ابن ماجا Respected and, respected and honorable elders, young friends, mothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I have just mentioned a very short hadith on the authority of Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu anhu. He narrated that a man came to the Prophet and said that, O Messenger of Allah, teach me something and make it concise, make it short, give me some advice. Many a times the companions, عنهم, they would every now and then they would go to Rasulullah and they would seek advice. The companions would ask the same questions. They would ask the same question, but Rasulullah would give different answers depending on who the person was who was questioning, who was asking for advice. Rasulullah knew every one of his companions and he knew that there was maybe something lacking in this person which was different to something lacking in another person's life so he would give advice according to the person who is asking the question and the question would be the same that give me advice that's why we would find in many different ahadith that a companion asks the same question give me advice but rasulullah would give different answers and different replies depending on the person who is asking the question. So this person again asked Rasulullah that give me advice and make it short and concise. So Rasulullah said he gave three different pieces of advice. The first one is when you stand for your prayer, pray as if you are saying your farewell. Many times you have different brothers and they ask me the Imam, how can I improve my salah? How can I improve my concentration in salah? And it is a very good question. And it shows that these people are worried and they have concern about their salah and they want to improve. They want to improve. It's like they want to upgrade their salah. Today, we want, we, today, in the 
materialistic world in which we are living in, everybody wants an upgrade. Whether it is an upgrade on their car, on their mobile, whether their sisters want an upgrade in their kitchen or their furniture, but everybody, everybody finds it hard to be content on something the most that can last is a few years and then they want an upgrade. Whether it's brothers or sisters. And nowadays even children. So, it is good that mashallah, they are still brothers and sisters who are concerned about their salah. Because many people, the salah which they were taught from a young age, they continue with the same standard of salah until many many years later on in life without feeling it necessary without thinking or pondering that yes maybe there can be space for improvement there is always space there's now there's in life there is always space for improvement always When was it the last time that the person went to a scholar, whether it is an imam or someone who is learned and they said, look, can you just see the way I perform my salah? Maybe there's space for improvement. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe, say, maybe I can improve. Because Rasulullah has taught us a dua. And in this dua, which we should read after Faras salah, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik Rasulullah actually tells us to make a dua that oh Allah help me so that I can worship you in the most excellent way so any any form of worship which we do any form of worship we should try and do it in the most excellent way and the most beautiful way and the most closest way to the sunnah and salah is a very important part of our daily lives every day five times a day we perform salah and it is a second pillar of islam after iman and shahada it is salah Just a few, maybe I think it was this week or last week, I, I mentioned after Maghrib Salah, something very important and something which I felt needed addressing to the, to the brothers and maybe even sisters who, who perform Salah and something which I saw in many different masajids, not just in this masjid, different masajids. I said, one something which is very important in salah is or should i say one of the one of the things which was lacking in people's salah which is you know is 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 a mistake it's a mistake and it can reduce your reward which is that when a person sits between the two sujoods they have to sit in a way where they sit straight they their body is calm relaxed 
and then they should go down for a second, the second sajda. Very important. Many a times, people they get up from the first sajda, they literally get up 80% of the way or 90% of the way, and then they go back for the second sajda. It is a fault. And when there's a fault, there is a very great chance of the reward being reduced as well. We want to pray salah in a way that we try to get maximum reward. Maximum benefit. Many, I've seen many times. Sometimes it is due to a person being hasty and sometimes it is just out of lack of knowledge, not knowing. That when the person sits in between the two sujoods, their back must be straight. Relax and then you go back down. You know how like a chicken pecks. It shouldn't be like that. So this Rasulullah the first advice he gave is that when you pray salah, pray salah as if it is your farewell salah. What does that mean? So if somebody was to find out that this is the Jummah Salah is your last Salah and after that you are going to leave this world. This is just an example. You are going to leave this world. Now you tell me how would this person's last Salah be? This is the, that person's farewell and last Salah. That means that this person knows that I'm going to leave this world, this is my last Salah and it has to be my best Salah because I will not have another opportunity after this. And in reality, in reality, inshallah, if we shall pray Salatul Jummah now, does anyone from here know whether, whether, whether they will have an opportunity to read the next Salah, which is Salatul Asr? Do we have any kind of guarantee? So in reality, every Salah we perform and we have an opportunity should be treated like it is our last Salah. Because we don't know whether we will have opportunity for the following Salah. And if we shall have this mind, con this, this concept and this mind frame, then every, num every salah we shall perform, inshallah, it will, the reward and the benefit from the salah will be amazing. The standing will be longer, the ruku will be longer, the sujood will be longer as well. The sujood in salah, is the closest position a person can gain closeness to Allah. Imagine, try to, let us try to ponder for a moment. Rasulullah said that the closest position a person can get close to Allah is which position? Sajda. Yes or no? If that is so, and that is so, then should we not spend the most time in sajda then? Rather, we hurry. So the first advice Rasulullah said is pray every salah as if it is your farewell salah. The second advice وَلَا تَتَكَلَّمْ بِكَلَامٍ تَعْذِرُ مِنْهُ Do not say anything for which you must apologize. For for do not say something for which you feel guilty, for, for which you have to apologize. 
many a times as an as an imam you you get an opportunity to talk to people and one thing i must emphasize to people who are married or about to get married is please learn the laws of divorce many a times you say imam yes i gave my wife a divorce but i was angry so I said to the person, does anyone who is happy give their wife divorce? Does anyone who is happy, you know, if it is a shame, but because of lack of knowledge and not knowing how to give divorce and how many times they should give divorce, they give three divorces all at once. And then they feel guilty and then they, they, they have remorse. But once the bullet leaves there, Barrel is too late. How many times in life where we have said something <coughs> and then we feel guilty and then we, are, we say to ourselves, I should have not said that. I should have not said that. Obviously, when a person's angry or they are mad or they are raging, and they have no control of themselves they say all kinds of things but later on they regret it so why rather than regretting it rasulullah says that do not say something that which later on you have to apologize because the tongue which we have it is a weapon of mass destruction wmd this was a verse this was a phrase they use a lot of times during the Iraq war, if you may remember, weapons of mass destruction, until today they have found nothing yet. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Till today they have found nothing. But in reality, the weapon of mass destruction, every single one of us have, which is the tongue. To may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq and ability to practice and to bring into our lives what has been sent. Number one is to perform every salah with calmness, relax, take your time, and every position should be been given its, its, its due care, due, due diligence, and to be always cautious on what we say. A lot of times we, just, we speak and then we think. Yes or no? It should be the other way around. First think what I'm about to say, Will my Allah be happy with it or not? Does my Allah allow me to say that or not? Or if I'm allowed to say it, will it cause harm to that person or not? So first think, then speak, not other way around. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdihi, kashadu wa la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka.